grandmother was right. The boogeyman was real. It's over. We can't hurt anyone ever again. No one told you. Told me what? Somebody in there? Michael Myers is alive. Stop! You had a knife in your stomach. You and Allison should not have to keep running. Evil dies tonight. Oh, at the door! I'm not just gonna sit and watch another innocent person die. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. What do we do? We fight. Let's hunt him down. Michael Myers is flesh and blood. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Run! Go home now! He's the essence of evil. Hello everyone, you're listening to J Movie Talk. This is a special Halloween Kills discussion. Um, it's not an actual review. Um, for this episode, I'm actually joined by some great, awesome fellow podcasters um, and everything. Uh, so right off the bat, I just want to introduce everyone. Uh, start with you, Shara. Uh, just... Um, Kind of give a brief uh, background of like who you are um, and like the different type of podcasting that you do. Sure. Um, I am Chara. I host a podcast called Recap Madness Podcast, which is a TV show recap podcast. Um, we just wrapped season two where we covered um, Motherland Fort Salem. Um, and I host that with two of my friends. Um, and other than that, I'm part of the uh, bad meaning bad or bad meaning good crew so you'll hear me sometimes on those yes <laughs> uh we actually just did an episode that's going to be coming out <laughs> so look forward to that um and then next up we have gray uh and the floor is yours sir Hey, uh, Gray, uh, host of Kill Dead Podcasts, uh, review podcasts of horror movies, and also host of Gray Matter, where we theorize plots, themes, and everything in between for horror movies. And uh, yeah, that's me. Jeff, you want to introduce yourself and like. Uh, okay, I mean, I'm pretty sure people heard me on your show before, but I am Jeff from Jeff versus the World. I have a couple of podcasts that I do, uh, Hood Classics, where me and my man Shahid review movies. The I Am Not a Dave Wrestling podcast, where me and the homie Manny talk about wrestling. And Bad Meaning Good, Bad Meaning Bad or Bad Meaning Good podcast, where we just do uh, various movies, questionable movies, uh, and talk about if they were bad or if they were good. But yeah, usually Hood Classics is always on Tuesdays, so you can always expect the episode on Tuesdays. 
the wrestling episodes usually are like just whenever we feel like it and bad meaning bad or bad meaning good it's every month we have at least one episode out there for the people to listen to all right cool before we actually get into this little discussion about halloween kills i have some trivia questions a game that i would like to play with you guys real quick um it's all about halloween so oh dear hopefully, god <laughs> and it, it, not just one particular movie the franchise overall so um it, it's 10 questions and i mean whoever wins you basically get bragging rights because i have nothing else to give so <laughs> <laughs> sounds good all right, so are you ready? No, but go yes. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so the first question here is a true or false question. And the question is, Halloween was always the original title of the original film. False. False. Well, you both got it right. All right. It is false. Uh, bonus points. Uh, do you know what the original title was? The Babysitter Murders? All right. There you go. See? All right, Gray. You, you, you kind of... All right. You, you kind of... All right. Let's, let's see. Let's see if I can up the ante here a little bit. I promise I'll start flailing once we get past 81. <laughs> <laughs> um. How many films of the Halloween series does Nancy Loomis, who played Annie in the first film, how many films in the entire franchise does she appear in? And basically, before anyone answers, just say your name and then I'll kick it to you. All right. I'm going to, Gray. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Four. Now, did you look that up while we were <laughs> while we were waiting? No, okay. I heard Char say five before, so I figured I'd go prices right on it. <laughs> <laughs> that was all I had. All right. Well, the correct answer is four. I knew I overshot it. <laughs> all right. So, again, bonus I have points. To ask then. Oh, yes. No, I was going to say, for bonus points, can you name the four films that she appears in? I can name three. Okay. <laughs> oh, you want... All right. So, Halloween. Okay. Halloween 2. And then Halloween Kills. Uh, I assume is the one that counts. And then the other one, I can't remember unless it's a different actress. Isn't she in Halloween 3? There you go. Yes, she plays uh, good old Dr. Dan Chalice's uh, may or may not be ex-wife. I mean, because he's always off with some young woman, you know. So. Hey, that man just used to walk in the house, too. I did see that recently, too. I watched Halloween 3. Don't ask me why, but I did. <laughs> Look, that, that movie is all about uh, Tom Atkins just want to get laid by some young girl. Wow. He, just, <laughs> he, gets, he gets caught up in some mess. That's what happens. But that's all that's about. <laughs> all right. Uh, next uh, question. Uh, another true or false. Halloween, the Halloween franchise was always only intended to be about Michael Myers. True or false? False. Gray. 
Pause. Oh, Jeff. Shit. Sorry. <laughs> I think I was supposed to say it backwards. <laughs> All right. Again, for bonus points, what was the original concept for Halloween? So be different stories. Oh, yes. So this whole name thing, I'm just sorry. I'm bad. <laughs> I'll let Jeff have it because I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, it's just going to be different. Sto- you know, di- different stories, different, I guess, chapters or whatever. Without yes. Michael Myers, that was the whole plan. Yes, and then Ryan Murphy, like twenty something years later, saying, "You know what? I'm gonna call it American Horror Story." <laughs> that's, a, that's another. Oh story. wow! Yeah, you're right. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Creepshow did it first, though. <laughs> yeah, Creepshow did do it first. Well, I mean, well, shoot, amazing story. Well, you know what? That, that's a rabbit hole that we, we could go down, but we're not. <laughs> um, next up, uh, question number four. Another true or false? Dennis Quaid was originally supposed to play Bob in Halloween 1978. Jeff, false? I think I heard Jeff first. I said false. Anybody else? I just said true because I said false on the first question. I'll go true too. All right, Cheryl, you got it. He was supposed to originally play Bob because he was dating PJ Souls at the time. So basically going to have her real life boyfriend play her boyfriend in the movie. So, yeah. Wow. (laughs) All right. uh, Next question. How many children does Laurie Strode have in the entire series? Right. <laughs> Go ahead. Five. What? I'm still hanging on to my theory. <laughs> okay, what's the theory? Is that uh, she has Jamie, she has John in the traditional franchise, and then I'm holding out for Halloween ends where we find out she has love children with the other two husbands. Oh, God. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, 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 you might be right. Who knows? But as far <laughs> as right now, how many does she have? Three. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, next question. Who was John Carpenter's original choice to play Dr. Sam Loomis? Yeah, you got me on that one. I don't know that one. Cheryl, you want to take a stab at it? Um, I have no idea. Can we get a hint? He was in Star Wars. The original Star Wars. I've never seen it. <laughs> uh, you ain't talking Harrison Ford? Uh, no. <laughs> that would have been, been interesting. <laughs> Was it Luke Skywalker? Mark Hamill? No. They're too young. Oh, uh, what's his name? Damn. Uh, Obi-Wan. No. Uh, that's all the Star Wars he's my guy. But I'm gonna say Billy D. Williams. <laughs> he was, he was oh, not wow. in the original film, but but that would have been a good choice. We need that, that movie. Be, yes, 
No, Jeff, take his character from Fear City and <laughs> make him Dr. Lewis. I can't believe you had me watched it. I'm still mad at you about that. <laughs> no, but uh, the correct answer is actually Peter Cushing, who played Grand Moff Talking. Yes. Before the Star Wars people get mad, I know he wasn't in the original. I just wanted to say Billy D. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> well, look. Look, we still were robbed of uh, Billy D. Williams as uh, Harvey Two Face, so I'm all for mm. it. So, um, next question: uh, Which former SNL cast member has a small part in the original Halloween Two? Which era of SNL? <laughs> Yeah. Um, Great question. Let's say the late 80s, early 90s era. Okay. Mm-hmm. Early 90s. Uh, I don't, come on, man. <laughs> David Spade. I don't know. <laughs> David Spade. Oh, hell. hell he, was, what, a teen, he was a teenager at that time. He said it was a small part, so. It was. Shit. It was. Uh, you, you barely see his face, actually. But but it's him. Adam so Sandler. Right there. <laughs> no, it's not Adam Sandler. I'm just going down to people I know. Eighty-one. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> oh, no. Lord, Dan Aykroyd. You want me to do what? <laughs> <laughs> What was that? Dana Carvey? Yes. It's Dana Carvey. Oh, wow. For real? Yes. He is the young man that the reporter lady is talking to when they're outside the, the house, right when Loomis and uh, Hunt, they show up. And they, she's talking to him like, talk to some, get get some quotes from some of the kids and everything. And he walks off. Yeah. All right. Uh, next question. Which Oscar-winning filmmaker almost made Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a question. The theatrical cut or the producer's cut? <laughs> <laughs> Halloween kills. Well, the cur- you took my question. <laughs> Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. That is. That is. That's the movie. Not no producer's cut, not theatrical, not just Halloween Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, Keep in mind, this is a trick question, actually. But would it have, would it have helped? Because, oof, you know how that went. Um, uh, I, I would John say Carpenter. this. I say Oscar winning. <laughs> and I love John Carpenter. He, he's my favorite, actually. He's my favorite director. Uh, Oh, I know who it is. Steven Spielberg. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 Oscar winning. Like I say, this is somewhat of a trick question. I got nothing. Ron Howard. No. Yeah. (laughs) Sheriff, you want to take a take a Take a shot at it. 
My only guess was Rob Zombie, but you said Oscar winning, so. Oh, no. We already got his redneck hill Halloween, but um, the correct answer is actually two. Two people. Quentin Tarantino and Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson, really? Well, yeah. Well, think about it. 95. This is around the time he, he was known for more of his horror-ish. You know, he did Dead Alive. He did yeah, Heavenly Creatures. So, uh, yeah, don't Quentin. <laughs> that Quentin, Quentin Tarantino thing would not have worked at all. But it was close. It was real yeah, close. I'm sure it was. Michael would have been getting a lot of dialogue before he killed people. So did Quentin choose to do From Dust Till Dawn instead? Write it? Something happened um, as far as why they they canceled it and then we got what we got. So... (laughs) But I... I think I think his film would have been a little bit better than what we do get of Halloween, The Curse of Michael Myers. I just can't see Michael saying the N word twenty times. Good lord, I've been rough. <laughs> no, Doctor Loomis. <laughs> that's what we got. Oh yeah, that's what he. You exactly right, especially when he started freaking out. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. All right. Uh, two more questions. Um, next up we have. Steve Miner, who directed Halloween H2O, he also directed another film about another well-known horror icon. Gray. Go ahead. Uh, Jason Voorhees or Friday 13th. Bonus points, which movie? Friday 13th Part 2. There you go. All right. And the last question, which is somewhat of a Somewhat of a tricky question. Um, question is, how many people plays Michael Myers slash the shape in the original Halloween? Jeff, too. Ray. Well, Jeff went first. What was, what was your uh, number? Two. No. Gray, go ahead. Four. Mm, nope. I'm so close. It's three. <laughs> nope. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I can. Then it's it has to be five. Then the 13? correct answer. <laughs> the correct answer is actually six. Oh, it's actually okay. six. Yeah, it's uh, the little kid. You know who gets unmasked after he comes outside the house? That's Deborah. The, the hand was actually Deborah Deborah Hill, which he stabbed. Which he's stabbing his sister. That's Deborah Hill. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Tommy Lee Wallace plays him at, for a few scenes. Uh, the guy to, uh, Tony Moran, when he gets mm-hmm. unmasked, when Loomis comes in and shoots him, and of course Nick Castle, who plays him for the majority of the movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah. There you go. Wait, that was six? Like I said, I don't know what the little kid's name is. So you, like I say, you got Deborah Hill, whatever the little kid's name. Oh, well then there's seven. Who's seven? John Carpenter. That's right. 
but they don't but they don't officially um credit Carpenter for some reason, but you are right on that. Why I don't know, but they don't because when I when I looked that up, they only credit those six. But you are right. They do Carpenter did play because it was like a you know what? I think whoever said 13, they might be right because there was a lot of people who <laughs> did like Philly and stuff. For, so 13 could actually be right. I but, did see an interview one time with Nick Castle and he said he couldn't even remember what scenes is actually him. Yeah. Other than I'm going to take off the mask. <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, I mean, it looks like a great look like you won the game. So you get bragging rights, basically. I'm going to tell my mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, like I said, just wanted to, you know, just kind of, you know, do that little game or whatnot. So, um, getting into this whole thing about Halloween Kills, like I said, this is not a through and through review of the movie. I just wanted to get you guys together, basically, to kind of talk about some stuff from this movie. So, uh, Halloween Kills, of course, it picks up right where 2018 film you know ended um and everything um so the first thing i kind of want to go into is basically how does everyone feel about halloween kills basically like when you watched it did you you know just basically your initial thoughts about it and everything and cheryl let's start with you i didn't love this one like I okay. usually like the franchise, but I wasn't, I wasn't fully into this one for some reason. Okay, uh, Tommy probably. <laughs> <laughs> Look for, for this podcast, he's the Batman of Hatfield, right? And I hate Batman, so that that tracks. Oh, oh no! Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, but okay. Um, I mean, we'll we'll come back to that. Um, but um, Jeff, what about you? For this to be uh, Halloween kills, I don't know what number you want to put it at. But if you take away a lot of all the bullshit Halloweens, and you just go, I guess the first one, twenty eighteen, and this one, I think it's, I think I thought it was I thought it was cool. I thought it showed you how easy it is. <laughs> for the terrorists to become to become terrorists, uh, because that was just insane how that whole thing sparked off at the hospital. Um, I enjoyed the movie. I think that a lot of people out there are really being super nitpicky about a slasher film, and maybe because I'm not in the horror culture like that, it's me kind of like outside looking in because I only dabble in it. So it's kind of like, but I enjoyed it. I thought it was great from the 2018 movie to this movie. I thought it was fine because you know it's going to be a trilogy, so it's telling the story. So I see a lot of of the complaints as well. Michael and Laura won't, you know, she was at the hospital and he was doing his thing. Well, they just had round one, round two, round three. Go to go to your corners, and we'll you know we'll solve the Halloween ends, or will we? Uh, <laughs> talks. Money definitely talks, but uh, you know how that go. Because I mean, Halloween H two O is a prime example of yeah, this is the end. Oh, Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, great. What about you? I 
really enjoyed this film, although I'm well aware of its problems. And uh, if there's any editing people out there that can do a super cut without the hospital in it at all, I think this film is great. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the social commentary is fine. And I think everything that people complain about will make more sense once we get to third film. Um, I don't think people are just used to playing trilogies or a story that was intentional. So you do have to wait. Plus delaying the film a year. Probably fans had higher expectations because you had to wait longer. But for me, I will probably watch this one more than I watch Halloween 2018 now. Well, you know, what? I, I think I have already and and I own Halloween 2018 and I've already watched this one more than I've watched that one. So um, the next thing um, I kind of want to bring up is the way this movie. I mean, well, 2018, it itself retcons the whole entire franchise after 78 films just says, you know, Parts two, four, five, six, H2O resurrection, those don't exist. This is basically Halloween 2 2018. So good. <laughs> but with this film, uh, how did you all feel about the fact that they actually spend time back in 78? You know, after the whole killings and them chasing Michael down um and everything. And Jeff, we'll start with you with this. Uh, start with somebody else because I gotta gotta do something real quick. Okay, uh, Gray, jump to you. I like the cinematography and the tone that was captured for this flashback. Um, however, I think this should have been the opening to 2018 because mm. it makes more sense. Uh, this movie's heavy with flashbacks. Like we even get a flashback to 2018 within this film. Um, so I think that, like, to break that up a little bit, I don't know if audience need a recap from three or four years ago, but I think this would have been cleaner to show the connection if it was at 2018. However, everything is showcased, going back to Haddonfield, the Loomis prosthetic work, um, all fantastic. So I was a big fan of seeing it. I just, later when it started setting in, I was like, Maybe this doesn't work well in this film. Also, it could just be me. Okay. Uh, Cheryl? Yeah, I would say I agree with that. Like, I like the flashback and how it tied in the original film. But, yeah, I agree with Gray on that. Like, I think it would have worked better in 2018 versus this one. Okay. I mean, me, um, I mean, I did like it. You know, like both of you saying, I, I liked it, but yeah, I, I could see where this probably should have been. And who's to say that this actually wasn't supposed to be and they just added it to this film? Because when you look at the runtime of the film and then you look at how much time they spend with these flashbacks, you know, the actual runtime of the movie is actually pretty short. If you take if you take out like the flashbacks and everything, kind of short. It's like, hmm. So it makes you wonder: Did was this filmed already, and then they just you know added it to this film, um, and everything? But uh, I did like how they used the original 
theme um, for the 78, you know, flashbacks. Yeah. So, so I, I did yeah, like I that um, and everything. Uh, Jeff, uh, what what'd you think about how they, like, put the 78 stuff in this film? Uh, for me, I, I enjoyed it, but it makes me feel like that um, they put it in there for a reason. I think that reasoning, at least I'm hoping it's going to be that Hawkins is going to play a big role in the third movie because they really put a focus on what well, he has to be the one that might, kills Michael and he has so much regret about what happened in 78 and I guess they wanted you to feel where he was coming from so yeah he just got to play out he's got to play a super big role in the um, Halloween ends for me and I think that's what they want to establish to show you where his mindset is, is at <clears throat> well I mean one big takeaway before we move on. One big takeaway regarding Hawkins is that it's kind of funny that he got stabbed in the neck and then he shot the other cop in the neck too. So it was almost like, yeah, this is what you get for you know shooting your friend forty years yeah. ago. <laughs> so, he, he, I was, I, you know, I was just sitting there like, still kept your job, so it must be nice. Must be nice. <laughs> well, I mean. When, when you got other cops like, hey, give me, give me your gun, and we are gonna switch this yeah. around. It's, it's not your fault, you know. <laughs> we got each other back, brother. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nine lives. But um, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so staying on with that, um, and we did talk about um the whole thing with Doctor Loomis. Now, the first time we all watched this movie. Seeing Doctor Loomis actually show up, um, did you all think that was CGI, or did you know that was like no, that's an actual real person? And we'll start with Jeff with this one. I don't know because you remember I talked to you and you, you I asked you something. You was like, yeah, that was like, <laughs> oh shit. So, <laughs> but even still seeing it, I was just looking like, oh yeah, that's a person. Okay, I, I see what's going on here. So yeah. I didn't know at first, but I found out because the CGI. If it, I don't know. I don't know. It worked out. It it looked really good because if you squint, didn't tell a difference. <laughs> you swear it is Donald Pleasance, right? <laughs> yeah. If you squint, you like oh shit. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh, Gray. What about you? What do you think about Doctor Loomis? I thought it was CGI in the essence of um it was just lifted from like an outtake of another film. But I thought it was him, like actual Don and Pleasance. I didn't think it was like recreated like Tupac, but I was like, oh, this is just a dump scene from one of the films. <laughs> well, yeah, I can see that. Um, Cheryl, what about you? Yeah, I think I thought the same thing, that it was like lifted from an old film and just used for this. So, you know, especially the part um, when he comes stumbling out the house and he's standing there behind Mike. I was like, "Is that? Did they? Did they CGI Donald Pleasance here? Because that's what that kind of it didn't. It didn't feel like that was a real person there. I mean, watching it again when he rushes into the house and he's like, Officer Hawkins has he killed a gay? And it was like when you really look at it, it's like, okay, yeah, but that 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 zoom out. It was like, did they? Possibly pull, you know, pull a fast one to say, yeah, we're going we're gonna to pull a um, Star Wars like they did Peter Cushion, you know, in, in mm. uh, 
which that still freaked me out seeing him. It's like this man been dead for you know all these years, and it's like, but he's in this movie. But but yeah, that that was that was kind of interesting. It makes you wonder. I, I saw somebody say somebody said, "Oh, they had some uh, deleted footage." I was like, "They had what?" <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But it, it makes me wonder: Will we see him again in Halloween Ends? So it actually made me think back to it because in 2018 they don't say he's dead; they just call Sartain the new Loomis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because see with them. Okay, with them retcon and everything, nobody said he's dead. Yeah, yeah. and and even later on in the movie when when uh, Marilyn says this is for Doctor Loomis, it's like. Okay, he just not around. Yeah, he just yeah. not around. That's what I was thinking. So who knows? Maybe Luma's gonna show up with the uh the hammer and be like, "Hey, Michael, remember me?" You know, I got six more shots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 All right. Um. So one of the big things about this movie, even when it was announced, was the fact that we were gonna have quite a few of the. OG 1978 characters returning. Um, just h- how do y'all feel about like those characters returning and how do you feel about their roles in this movie? And Cheryl, we'll start with you. I thought that having the characters return was like a cool, that, that was pretty cool to see, like especially the kid characters all grown up and know to see how they look now and everything so i thought it was cool okay uh gray i thought it was great fan service to uh bring them back i'm not sure if all their scenes they shot made it into the film because i feel like they Mm -hmm. didn't have enough to do or they didn't have a story well I mean, well, I'll say this, uh, of, of all of them, um, Bracket and Marilyn get the short end of the stick when it comes to that. Um, I, I feel like, because yeah, they, they really, they really, with those two characters, yeah, they bring them back, but, but yeah, they, they really don't get a lot to do. But I mean, for Bracket, I mean, that's just perfect. Just the way he left. Because last, when it was last thing you saw him say, "Oh, I gotta go tell my wife," and we never yeah. saw him again. So for him just to pop up was kind of like, "Okay, all right, I can, I can rock with this." Yeah, that's a damn hospital security guard. So it's like, yeah, the yeah, hell, you been doing yeah. for forty years? <laughs> he about to retire. He's about to be here for. Well, and, he, well, he got retired, but um, I wasn't exactly a fan of bringing Marion back again to kill her again. Yeah, right. Right? It's like, it's like we couldn't wait till Halloween ends for that to happen. No, we gotta get out of here quick. <laughs> if we could it just gave gave you no know, Paul Rudd a phone call and hey, you know, you wanna come back and <laughs> be old man Tommy? I mean, we know you still look pretty much the same, but still come on back. He actually was approached, but he had his Ghostbusters contract, so he couldn't work around yeah. the schedule. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's good to know. So just just think about it. We could have. But at the same time, looking at how this Tommy is portrayed, did you really want Paul Rudd playing that 
that character. Yeah, I don't need an anti-vaxxer Paul Rudd in my life. Yeah, and then you think about it, he was struggling with the curse. So, yeah, this would have been a little... Yeah, I don't think this would have been good at all. Honestly, yeah. e- evil Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. Yeah. I don't need yeah. to look, I don't need to look at Ant-Man different. I need to... <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, Anthony Michael Hall, he looks like an old grouchy no-masker, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, like I say, I, I'm pretty sure there's there's footage of him storming the Capitol on J- January 6th. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was right there. So, <laughs> you know. Um, but also, too, before we move on, uh, do you have a, a favorite and a least favorite of the returning OGs? I don't think I have either. I don't. I don't have a favorite or like nobody I really didn't like. Great. What about you? I don't know if I have. I don't have a favorite. I would say Lonnie would be my dislike. I know it's not the original actor, but just the character in general was a bully in '78, and now he's kind of like a down and out single dad. Yeah. That drinks while driving teenagers around to go kill someone <laughs> with loaded weapons. <laughs> drinks violently too as well. Like, oh, buddy, yeah. that kid's But he won the custody battle. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, maybe, maybe the wife, maybe she passed away. You never know. So, because okay. I'll accept cause, that. Because I, I put it like this, and I'm glad we, you know you we went to Lonnie because he is actually the one of them that I actually I, f- I felt like there was a reason why they changed his character because you know we know him of being the bully as a kid back in '78, and then they changed him to where he's getting bullied, you know, by these other kids. And like, wait a minute, like, what is that? And then when you see him as an adult, it's like he has a almost like a sympathetic arc almost whereas you like him better than you, you like Tommy in this movie and okay. it's it, it's it's kind of it was kind of interesting how they flipped that because you know Tommy in the original you you supposed to like him to some degree not Lonnie but this go around with them 40 years later you basically like Lonnie more than you like Tommy so it makes you wonder, like, okay, what type of lives did they have? You know, what shaped their lives to the point to where they got to in 2018? Because I don't know, just watching it again is like, if you really watch how Lonnie is played, just watch how that actor he he plays with, his, like how he uses his eyes. You you kind of see like there's there's more trauma with him than even what's at face value. So a lot has happened to him in those forty years that we don't know. So, but like I said, that's just how I looked at it or whatnot. But um, um, Cheryl, what about you? Uh, a favorite or least favorite? I don't know. I don't think I have a favorite. My least favorite is definitely this Tommy, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Mister. We get my tiki torch and we gotta go. Um, <laughs> You know, cause some problems. You know, you know, we gotta play his game. You know, 
got a he over here. We got a pop up from over on this. I like what? What do you gas this man up? Like, what is wrong with you, yo? Is he okay? All right, so we are. We got to talk about Tommy because that is one of the topics here. So we might as well go into it now. Tommy Doyle in this movie. I mean, people were happy that this character was coming back because in general, through the Halloween franchise, it is looked at as one of the favorable support characters. So when he was coming back, the character that is, and then you get Anthony Michael Hall, people were kind of like, okay, let's see how Tommy is going to be in this movie. And then when we see him, and it's like, yeah, there's they put a lot of social commentary into this character and yes it's not the good social commentary so uh yeah let's let, let's talk about this and kind of unpack this this Tommy Doyle a little bit um since Cheryl you said this is your least favorite uh the floor is yours like just what exactly about this character you know was a I, I should say a, a letdown, a turn off in a, in a sense. I hate everything about this character. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for getting my job shut down on January 6th. Thanks. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's Michael Anthony Hall's look or just the way it was written, but th- this is. character is just not likable at all yeah i I mean i i definitely could see that um jeff uh, your thoughts on him bro he looks like some anybody who got arrested on january the 6th looks like (laughs) and i don't know if that was a choice by him or or that's the way he looked now but bro he's just like he was just wilding the fuck out yo like he thought he could shoot a fair one with Michael Myers. Uh, I'm sorry. He thought he could shoot a fair one with Huckleberry. <laughs> oh, as long as I got Huckleberry, I'm good. I'm Gucci. Nothing's going to happen to me. <laughs> right. I got a team. I got a squad. But it. But I had to think, and I'm like, okay, if they're like saying, forget all the stuff that we know, well, yeah, he think that's a normal man. But if I heard stories like that, I'm like, he did what? And, and he's still walking. Nah, I ain't messing with him. But he felt like he could get people together, and it was just so reminiscent of what we went through uh, with the Trump, uh, you know, uh, with Trump and all his nonsense and stuff. And those people that he just sounded like one of those people. And the sheriff, damn bad sheriff, is like, nah, you know, I'm the law around here. And he basically was like, fuck you. Listen, y- y'all couldn't get the job done, and we gonna do A, B, C, and D. And he started a mob. He literally started the mob, and then after they realized that it wasn't Michael, and we need to talk about that thorn on his eye, but I guess we'll get there. Um, it was like, oh, you know, I made a mistake, but I got to keep going. And yeah. you saw what happened at the end. <laughs> well, we all yeah. knew it was <laughs> Well, look, he made a choice, and he, he rode with that choice. Because he could have clearly got away. He could have got away. He's standing there just Oh no! You know, watching everybody get killed around him. He clearly well, even that. Even when the dude committed suicide, it was a thing of them for you know. A uh, bracket was even like, you know, look what look what we become, look what we done. Nah, my man still had that energy. Come on, we gonna get him. 
<laughs> yeah. keep on fighting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go down swinging. That was his mentality. So. so his whole his whole thing, I I I want to believe. I honestly want to believe everything that Anthony Michael Hall did for the role of Tommy, an older, bitter, angry Tommy. I hope that was you know I, I believe that was a choice. Boy, I just hope you know because I just was looking at him funny like you you really are acting here right now. <laughs> he said he is a <laughs> actor. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, great! What what about you? I mean, I don't I don't know if I can add anything to uh, what Jeff said. I mean, other than you know, at first you we, when we first meet Tommy, I was kind of like, okay, this is cool. We get to see Tommy, Lindsay, and Lonnie and Marion. And then on my second viewing, I thought about it, and I was like, I guess his privilege started at the very beginning because he ruined a whole talent show. To talk, tell his story that no one asked for. And that's what made me start reevaluating the character. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you folks come over and do some singing karaoke with it. No, let me me tell y'all a story about the Haddonfield Boogie Band real quick. And you're right, that's where it starts. Yeah. (laughs) And it just goes from there. Everything else made sense afterwards. uh, And then the fact, okay. And before we before we move on, just one last thing about this whole Tommy thing. At the hospital, he starts this whole riot basically, and he's punching the the shares. And it's like, why is he not face down on the ground getting stomped out? <laughs> just a little, just a little information for y'all. I know y'all don't give a shit about this, but ever since he says <laughs> evil dies tonight, I just been doing that thing randomly at work sometimes. <laughs> 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 All right, evil. Okay, evil died. Well, you know what? You know what? I was gonna save this towards the end, but actually, evil did die that night. <laughs> All yeah. evil, evil did die that, that damn night. Terrorist group got what it deserves. Deserved. <laughs> so evil did die that night. What was Liam- the- <laughs> like? I just want to know what his plan was. Like, it, it, there was just no plan. Just evil did that night. Plan. Let's. Let's get them out together. All, all, all action and vibes. That's all it was. Just a lot of action and vibes. No plan. <laughs> and, uh, and, and oh, look, I, I don't think uh, if, if Sheriff Barker is in um, Halloween Ill, ends, it'll surprise me because the last time we see him sitting on them steps, his hat and it got stomped on and he was sad he might have quit that might have been his last day he was like you know what I'm over this. and you know after watching again nobody snatched his he actually snatches his own hat off he, <laughs> he, he throws it and then he yells like stop it's like, what that man had what over what 200 white people just going crazy it, it, what, was, what was else he was going to do <sighs> Pull out his gun and and, and, and maybe somewhere he gets shot. So, uh, yeah. Um. So uh, the next thing is kind of staying in line with Sheriff Barker a little bit is notice watching this uh, Halloween that Haddonfield has become more diverse because <laughs> you noticed that too. <laughs> there, there's a lot of. Uh, 
uh, black folks in this uh, in this Haddonfield, which we did not get in the the original series, and I mean, not until what H two O is where we start to see black faces, and even then, it's not in Haddonfield. So, um, just how does everyone feel about the fact that we get a little bit more diversity, um, in this film? And start with you, Gray. I did enjoy it. I uh, I don't know what it says about the franchise that when there's uh, four people in, of color into your franchise, you notice it. Um, however, it would have been nice if maybe they interact with the Strode woman. I noticed that that didn't really happen. Well, I mean, Lori's in the hospital, so. All the more reason for Sheriff Barker to go take Officer Hawkins' statement at the very least. Like, why are you in here? But that never happens. And then, you know. It's a statement from the daughter, right? No, from the granddaughter or the daughter. No, Barker was talking to the uh, to to Karen. Aaron. Yeah, the okay. other cop, the other uh, sheriff was talking to um, to the granddaughter, Allison. Okay. Oh, I guess Barker does talk to him, so there's something. But I mean, I another thing. I don't. I don't think Barker's good at his job. He never had to face adversity. So it, you know, when shit hit the fan, you saw how he was acting. The man had no respect. They, they gave that man no respect. They gave him no respect. He's telling the because down. this mofo was uh, cracking jokes in Halloween 2018, like it was all cute mm-hmm. and shit, all right, joking and shit. <laughs> we go do kids on Halloween. Ha 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 ha! It won't funny. It won't funny. This go real. What? Look, they respected Bracket, who was a their security guard at that point, more than they respected Bart. You know why. You exactly. That's what I said. They did. They gave him no respect. He got no respect. He was like Rodney Dangerfield. He got no respect. So, <laughs> um, uh, Cher, how about you? How how'd you feel about Haddonfield being more diverse? I'm always for like a franchise becoming more diverse. I think my only complaint is that I wish more had survived than Barker. So. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, see what happened when they got caught up in the whole mob thing. They was running with the wrong people, and well, evil had to die. So, actually, Julian's still alive. Yeah, but um, look, that Uh-oh. little boy. That look, that <laughs> little boy deserved more than just a, a on a TV cameo. When he has somewhat of a decent role in the first one, <laughs> I like, think it's to age him up. Halloween Ends is supposed to be present day. So you know what I said? I thought four years after. Yeah. Well, yeah, because so, I mean, this one is still Halloween Kills is still okay, 2018. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. So, well, you know, you could be right about that, Greg. Um, so we don't Maybe. get too attached to that person, but the character can still come back as an older, brooding teen that has nasty ass toenails. Good lord! <laughs> and still got a babysitter. <laughs> I don't need no babysitter anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, wait a minute. He, after everything was done, he goes and pick up Huckleberry 
And now he's the Batman of Haddonfield. Boy. <laughs> if anybody know better, just leave Huckleberry where it's at. <laughs> but, I like to I mean, think Michael kept Huckleberry for himself. Well, I mean, we don't know. No, you know what? I think he I think he bashed Tom Tommy Brains in and then laid the bat on top of him and said, Here's your bet. You know, <laughs> like you keep this. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, another thing, I mean, as far as the diversity goes, I did like too that we actually had a a older interracial couple. Which hey, man, it was all beautiful, man. It was I loved this. I was just I was sitting there with my wife. I was like, you see this? I just love it because it's like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Get with the times. Like it's different now. Like don't make your town or city or whatever in the movie diverse. Don't keep it like all white. Like this ain't Dawson's Creek. <laughs> like, let's get this shit popping. Like, cause you know, it just it don't it felt more authentic. Still has a little couple of more black people, but you know, it still felt more authentic. Yeah, and I mean, it it, it sucked the way they got taken out, but um, I mean, she did have plenty of time to get out that house, and Michael even looked like you still here. Exactly. <laughs> he looked like you st- <laughs> you still here. <laughs> you, you know, one thing about this, I, I guess I didn't say. Is that I like that these characters weren't added to kills just to add them, but they were already in 2018 and they just got a bigger role. Yeah, you know, because somebody pointed that out to me that um, the, the the doctor and the nurse that, yeah, we see them, you know, getting in the car to go to that bar. Yeah, so, and it's the same bit like he forgot his stethoscope, so he had to go back in the house and get it. And yeah. she gets in the car, just like when they're at the bar. I, I'm curious as to what he was doing with Marion that she put on the stethoscope, though. Hey, man. That... One, one nurse to... I mean, they were comparing notes. One nurse to another, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what just, that was. I'm just saying. And, I mean, I know a lot of people have had issue with how the wife dies because, I mean, she got the she got the dog on the hammer and she's shooting at Michael and she get too close and Michael basically kicks the door and you know oops gum <laughs> shoots herself in the face people had an issue with that but it's like just okay what was the issue what's the issue about it the issue is how she was killed they they felt that her her character the way her character was killed off was stupid but it's like this happens oh, a lot in slasher movies people, that's what I'm saying like I don't yeah. get it like, go up and down and say oh that's stupid oh that's stupid like people need to knock it off now also i I think it's a great depiction of like michael isn't necessarily killing everyone hawkins killed someone vanessa killed herself i mean things happen it's not all michael's fault tommy i guess killed a person well tommy got a bunch of people killed so <laughs> he got he got a lot of people killed. So, Tommy, Tommy, look, gassing people up, gaslighting people. How you gonna do that? Yeah? Tommy was the true villain of this movie. <laughs> so, that, yeah, that, that's the thing. Tommy was the true villain of this movie. I'm saying it right now. Tommy was the real villain of this movie. Michael was just trying to go home. Yes. <laughs> Clearly, that's all he's been doing the whole night, but people just want to fuck with him. Because when you think about it, when you think about it, Tommy was not, I mean, not Tommy, Michael was not 
trying to go find Lori. Like like Allison said, it was the doctor. Sertain is the one who, who set this whole thing in motion. Well, actually, no. It wasn't Sertain. Sertain just had a... He was part of it. But, Jeff, you already know who was the real reason why everything got started. And because some damn podcasters decided to show up. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this man came up there. We got your mask. We're doing a podcast. You want to join? <laughs> what? <laughs> Let that man be. You've been in this, this mental hospital for 40 years. Oh, we got your mask. You going to be on this podcast? Huh? No. He tried to stun on him. He's like, oh, you know, we got an award winning pocket. What <laughs> are you doing, sir? Yeah. So. And then Sertain, he just tried. I guess, I, you know what? I would like to know what exactly was Sertain's plan. <laughs> like, what was his, his true plan? Okay, I'm going to take him to Lori Strode and then whatever happens, happens. I I, I still don't understand that. But, yeah, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of fact. And Michael, but the thing is, Michael was not the true catalyst for everything that happens in these movies. It's, it's not him. <laughs> it's these other people with their arterial motives. Yep. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I know there was an issue with her death. Um, and then of course the whole thing with Big John and Little John, which me personally, I like those characters. I, I I thought it was funny, like just their dynamic and everything, and how they played off each other and. <laughs> And and everything, but some people had issues that these characters were were gay and came up with this whole thing about oh Michael is homophobic and it's like where y'all where where y'all come up with this stuff from? Um, but just just what does everybody think about the whole Big John Little John thing and just how? They let these side stories in a way. They let them cook, basically. Because, let's say, the interracial couple, you get to spend a little time with them. Big John, Little John, you get to spend time with them to know who they are before they actually get killed. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, Jeff, we'll start with you with that one. Oh, I thought Big John, Little John was dope. Like, I just thought that, you know, showing that dynamic of the relationship and <laughs> Big John singing Halloween music, something I've never seen anybody do before. <laughs> but he was just wilding out and smoking and just like, nah, we thought we was going to sing some songs and blah, 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 whatever. I just thought, you know, the dynamic of them was cool. The kids, you know, fucking with them and them scaring them about uh, Michael Myers, I thought was dope. I didn't look into it that deep because I'm just like, Michael Myers going to kill whoever he want to kill. Exactly. Like it doesn't really matter, you know. But it, you know, sometimes you, just, you know, I don't know. I sometimes I just wonder where this stuff comes from. Sometimes because I would have never thought of that. And I'm not saying <clears throat> whoever came up with it is wrong or right. But the way I look at it is, you know, a slasher movie is we all grown and Hollywood's grown up, you know, too in certain ways as far as that goes. And I don't think nobody was just like, oh, well, yeah, he's going to kill them because they're, because they're gay. That's just insane. That don't even make sense. But I guess somebody felt like that, or people do feel a certain type of way about that. I'm not going to tell nobody how to feel, but I don't believe is that it's a slasher movie. 
and nobody safe. Exactly. Um, Cheryl, what about you? I liked Big John and Little John. I thought that was a nice, like they had a couple of nice moments of comic relief, even though this is a slasher. So I liked them. And I don't, I don't know. I don't get the Michael Myers is homophobic thing. I think that's one of those things that probably started as a joke. Like, ah, Michael Myers killed a gay couple. He's homophobic. And people somewhere along the way took it seriously. Yeah. Um, Gray, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see it. I think uh, Michael is, a, is, I guess, a victim in his eyes. The victim. He's defending his home. He, 40 years he comes back and there's strange people in his house. He's not <laughs> right about their orientation. <laughs> you know what? And you're right, too, because Little John was like, Michael, you've come home. So it was like Little John kind of like knew and believed like maybe he was still out there. So he was just oh, like, oh, 100%. Because like when they realize, Little John realizes someone's in the house, they don't guess at who it is. Like Big John locks the front door. They've been waiting for this to happen because they knew where they lived. <laughs> well, I don't understand why Big John had to take off all of his clothing and jewelry <laughs> and pick up the smallest knife. I got the big knife. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that he was ready. Oh, he was, was he ready. Going, yeah. What was he going to do with that little knife? That's what I'm trying to... I, I still try to... What was he going to do with that little knife? Man, look, man, he was going to defend his, defend his home or what he thought was his home. Yeah. Well, I'll I put it like this. He, they did a better job here with the house than opposed to your man in the curse of Michael Myers. Oh, John, you know, <laughs> showing up drunk. Big John, little John had a better plan than Tommy and his little gang of misfits. Well, well, look, everybody had a better plan. They didn't have no plan. They, they exactly. didn't know what they was going to do. But Yeah, you know, now that you say that, because they were even doing the, like, Marco Polo thing. Like, and that wasn't their first time doing it. Like, it's rehearsed. We've walked through this house before looking for Michael. Yeah, like, see, that's why I say this movie, it, it does have more layers than I think a lot of people is even giving it credit for it because i know a lot of people are like oh well is that a lot of dialogue was not good and and this that and the third and i mean yeah you, you did kind of get tired of evil dies tonight and i'm gonna be the one who kills him you know you you kind of did get tired of hearing that a little bit but at the same time the social commentary of this movie i mean it's how people deal with trauma you know you got these people that's dealing with 40 years of trauma in their own ways whether they were directly affected by it or you know just hearing the 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 legend of it and everything everyone is dealing with that trauma in different ways because even staying on uh big john little john when they're sitting there on the couch and when john is talking when big john is talking about his mother you know he pauses for a second and then he you know he takes a, a puff and everything and and little john's like it's okay babe and it's like okay there's like I said, there's more to these characters than just what we see at face value. And I did like that aspect of it. But I will say this, that Michael Myers is, is, is dirty. He, he's real grimy because why did he position them 
in the same way that they took that picture. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael is dirty. He, he, Michael is petty. He's definitely petty. I'm super petty in this movie. I know he do a lot of petty things. Like when he was killing the um, interracial couple of the dude with the knife, he just took every knife. I'm just going to keep stabbing you with every knife this here. And I'm like, Michael, Michael, come on, my man. Get out the house. You got him. Ain't going nowhere. You've never seen that. And the way it's like, okay, what was he stabbing him in all of his major organs? Like, what, what, was, what was that about? Like, no, damn. Just for the hell of and the fact that his wife was basically, she's dying, but she's watching him do this. Her last images of of life is seeing her husband be stabbed to death, basically. You know, like, the more that I think about it, too, I'm looking at the time of the movie. It's like an hour, 45 minutes. I wouldn't be surprised if it was like an extended cut where you do get a little more backstory with the side characters. Like maybe like, what, 25 minutes or 20 minutes more? And you get to sit in more more scenes with like the couples and stuff like that, because it just seemed like it. it some people had more of a story, but they had to cut it down for time, you know, for whatever reasons and stuff. But I feel like it's gonna be an extended cut to this movie eventually. You know what? I wouldn't mind watching a spinoff of like Big John, Little John, Marcus, Vanessa, Lindsay Wallace, Tommy, and their lives leading up to the event of twenty eighteen, and well, then like I'm you. I mean, Tommy, you know, hey, boy, you want to look, you want the truth here? Join us. We might learn some things we don't need to know. All right. I, I'll, re, I'll retract that. Maybe just Big John, Little John leading up to their purchase of the home, then the week of Halloween, and then we get to see Little John's actual death for the finale. Yeah, cause we don't see his death. He just says Michael, and Michael turns right, huh? And then you just hear, yeah, and that's it. So even though we know how it's gonna end, we can still see something new. So, so okay, and then we'll move on from this. But last thing, why would someone willingly want to live in that house, knowing everything that happened? Uh, didn't you watch the curse on Michael Myers? It was Look. cheap. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we know why. Why John Stroh moved in that house? We know why he did it. But <laughs> Would you say all world Biff Tanner? Yeah, yeah, all world <laughs> Biff Tanner. Yes, <laughs> we know why he moved in that house, but that doesn't exist. Why did Big John and Little John move into that house? You know what? Uh, I'm that person. I was probably by the murder house. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good lord! <laughs> but. But going back to what Jeff said, though, it's like they, it's like they were waiting for him to show up. So, yeah, you know, I, I do. I actually would like to see that extended. Hopefully, there's a little bit more dive into that. Like, so what? Every Halloween, they basically like, okay, is okay. he going to show up this year? Yeah, that would be the extended scene where it's a flashback of them actually looking at the house, deciding to buy the house, and just freaking out every other <laughs> Halloween until we get to this uh, 2018. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so one of the biggest things about this movie um, is Michael Myers and his new uh, move set that we've never seen him <laughs> show off before. And the fact that he's been in a mental hospital for 40 years. What, what did this, this uh, John Wick 
style of, of fighting come from uh, with Michael? Um, <laughs> Jeff, we start with you with this. It's an upgrade. Bones ain't been moving for a while. You know? We didn't know what he was doing in that damn, uh, you know, <laughs> institution. All of them were chained up and stuff, but what was Michael doing when uh, the lights went out? Or <laughs> how, many, how many of those other people in there have he killed? You don't know. This man man got in, better with his age. Got better with age. This man was in the shadow boxing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just trying to figure out how why this like this super pep in your step. Because I seen this man walk slow. Yeah. Slow. I'm like, oh boy, he moving. Like, you better get up out of there. <laughs> kind of sprightly there. But but he does he like I say the 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 punches and, and like he's more volatile and then look my favorite okay one of my favorite parts of this movie is when he comes out of that house with the flames behind him and no firefighters was like yeah we in for a fight for our lives <laughs> like they realize like, oh shit it takes I don't understand exactly what those firefighters were doing but once at least the second firefighter got dropped I'm clocking out for the day this ain't my scene, bro. I don't want to do this no more. Cause, cause, the, all right, the one with the water hose. Like, <laughs> like, like, what are you doing? First of all, what are you doing? That, that, that was, oh, like, he was, he was just in case he was uh he thought he Michael was black. Get out of here, boy. <laughs> yeah, he showed him. So yeah, he get dropped, and then the other one with the axe. He tried, just like Tommy tried later on, but I, I don't know. But the fact that Michael, he, like I say, that was like a John Wick fight. It's like somebody's in a John Wick movie. It's like, what is what is this? I've never seen this. So I didn't understand why they why they stayed. The second I see someone coming out of a three-alarm fire, I'm good. You, he's okay. Let's going. go. Not coughing. <laughs> Yeah, not coughing up at nothing, just just looking at y'all like, "What's up?" At the very least, they could have worked together. Like, why are you fighting him one by one? <laughs> that is so true. That, like, that, that happens the whole movie. <laughs> well, well, no. When, when they when they try to jump him on the street at the end, they no, 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 did no, no, try. To, they tried to jump him. Do Don't do it. You know what the problem was there. Tommy want to stand around and talk. Somebody keep <laughs> shooting, filling his head with bullets. Y'all got a couple of guns. Keep shooting them in the head. Like y'all want to sit around and talk and stun on them. Like you, <laughs> like you about to score a touchdown. <laughs> keep hitting them. You get tired. So, so basically, they was like Julius and um, Jason Tate in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. <sighs> okay, but. But yeah, the, the firefighters, they, yeah, they, yeah, they was clearly uh, unequipped for the job. They was, <laughs> but then, but like I said, but then that that street fight, that that, that street fight is is like okay, yeah, they beat the hell out of him and everything. But then it, you know, it intercuts with uh, Lori and Hawk is talking. So, like with that, there's clearly something that's cut out from there because. What did they find out? Because they talk about it. They say, you know, what with what we know now. Well, what the hell y'all know? Because I like to know. 
<laughs> you know? Yeah, it, yeah, it was something. It's, yeah, you definitely right about that. It was definitely something or some scenes cut out because now they know he's more than just a man. Yeah, well, but how remind you, Lori back Lori, Lori was the one to say, "Oh, Tommy, go back out there and find him." Oh God, yeah. you're yeah. Well, well, he well, look, he he didn't need her to tell him that he was gonna do that. Anyway. I mean, he was already <laughs> lit up, but he, that just fired him up more. You, you know, you protected me when I was a kid. Now I'm protect you tonight. Yeah, sweating, <laughs> sweating, all red in the face, like Jesus, man. So. I think he was drinking too. They just don't show that. But I think he was drinking whatever Lonnie was drinking. <laughs> Driving around. Hey, y'all want to join this mob? Yeah. <laughs> Lonnie was. Yeah, if you watch the watch the way he's violently drinking that mud. Like, what is wrong with this man? A, a lot was wrong with Lonnie. Um, but yeah, that whole that whole thing with his moveset just is crazy. And then people again. You know, I, I think this is people who don't watch, you know, slasher movies. Because to say that this was too violent, it was too brutal. I'm like, have y'all ever really watched any, especially, just, let's just go to the 80s, 80s slasher movies. Have y'all ever watched those movies? Because it, it's, it's virtually the same. It's like, mm-hmm. um, imagine if the Friday the 13th franchise you know, if if how social media and everything is now was back then when those movies came out, people had freaking heart attacks or something. Oh my god, I can't believe Uh-oh. he he hit somebody in the face with a with a hatchet and then kicked them down the flight of stairs and he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> you can you can clearly tell the people who have because if they thought this was violent, my goodness, I will never show you the Rob Zombie Halloween movies. You will freak out. Good lord, yeah. Yeah, you talking about <sighs> this? Look, yeah, he know. didn't have those, to do those movies are trash. But yeah, we he know. Did, no, I'm gonna say he didn't have to do Danny Trejo the way he did it. I, I say oh. that, and and I think we know why. But but that's another story. Um, the whole <laughs> the, the whole thing with with um, I mean, with him fighting Joe Grizzly in the bathroom, like. Hey. The great, the, the greatest thing about that two movies, Joe Grizzly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He look, look. They need to some way somehow insert that character into this franchise. <laughs> <laughs> into this I saw that man. That man got out of the truck. Who got the Cracker Jack? <laughs> what, is, what is wrong with this man? <laughs> so, yes. In some way, Ken Foree need to come back as Joe Grizzly. Hell, I mean the uh, the uh, the black bartender. He basically could have been like a Joe Grizzly type. He got the damn bat, and you know, it's like, okay, I'm sure there's more to your backstory. I don't know about y'all, but I needed subtitles for him. It was tough. It was yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, but but he still was a cool cat. But you know what? He he survived. So, yeah, because he won't dumb. Oh, y'all can go out there. I'm gonna chill here in my bar. Yeah, but he did. Yeah. But he did. But he did. Uh, gas up, Tommy. You know what, Tom, Tommy Doyle is coming for your ass, Michael. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. I didn't catch that till yesterday. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god, why are people hyping this man up? <laughs> really believe he, in the hype too. 
because he's the Batman of Hattonfield. <laughs> That's oh, why. I <laughs> he was the Batman of Hattonfield. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, a couple of last things before we wrap this up. Um, so we get the whole thing about Karen because she gets to do a little bit more in this movie than what she did in 2018. And the whole thing that happens at the end with her character from the point of where she stabs Michael in the back with the pitchfork, takes his mask and says, come, come for me and makes that whole connection with uh, Michael's sister. And then, you know, after everything is done, when they think that, you know, they've gotten rid of Michael because she stabbed him in the back of the neck with the, um, with his knife. But that whole thing outside his house and she looks up and she sees the image of little Michael Myers in the uh, clown costume up there in the window. And then she goes up there and she stands in that same exact spot. And then Michael just appears out of no damn where like a, I don't know where the hell he come from. Like he was part of the, the League of Shadows or something. I don't know. But <laughs> he, he, and he kills her. Um, but just, just want to get you guys' thoughts about what do you think that whole thing is supposed to be? And um, do you think, well, I shouldn't say do you think, but clearly they will expand more on that in Halloween ends. And um, Gray, we'll start with you. Uh, well, all right. I am fairly certain, other than it being a hell of an homage shot to, uh, I want to say, Psycho, coupled with 78 of the shower scene plus the sister scene is how Karen dies. But I think it is a dream sequence. And that she is his sister and she's seeing what happened to his sister. Mm. Okay. Uh, Cheryl, what about you? That is an interesting theory. I like that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I didn't really have a lot of thoughts on it. Just wondering why she went back up there, but if it's a dream sequence, then that makes sense. Okay. Uh, Jeff? I can't even call it. I've been trying to figure that out for a minute. And I'm just like, is somebody having a fever dream and it's, she ain't gonna really be dead once Halloween ends? Because I was like, that was kind of weird how everything played out. So I don't know. I can't call this one for real. And I try to figure it out. I'm like, yeah, I don't get that. So maybe uh, hopefully they will explain because not Lori having a, a dream or anything because she's standing up talking. So I'm like, maybe it's her daughter who fell asleep and dreaming her mom died or something. I, I, I don't know. This, yeah, I guess we'll see next year. Well, there's actually one thing I do know, and I guess fans know subconsciously, is that I think they're just giving themselves room to work is the short in the story. Because if you remember in the trailer, there is a scene where Lori grabs that bloody knife that we see several times and starts to leave the hospital. Mm -hmm. So there was something cut 
And I want to believe it's her finding out that Karen may be in danger or that Allison was in danger and she's going to the Myers house. Yeah. I, you know, yeah, I could definitely see that because I'll say this. One of the things about this movie that I wasn't expecting was the fact that all of Lori's scenes is inside the hospital for the most part. And I wasn't expecting that. And, and in a way, she she actually is the new Loomis because mm-hmm. she's the one who's basically, you know, carrying the, the legend in a way. Well, actually, her and Hawkins to some degree, but more so Lori. Because, you know, in 2018, when she sees uh, Sir Tay, it's like, oh, you're the new Loomis. No, he's not new Loomis. You're the new Loomis. Because you know what he is, and you're the one that's trying to stop him. And just like Loomis, you know, shot him six times in 78, and he just falls out the window, gets up, and walk away. You trap him down in your basement, set the house on fire, and some way, somehow, he doesn't die. And now you freaking out, kind of like how Loomis freaked out. Like, oh shit, what am I going to do now? You know, mm-hmm. But now they know something which we don't know yet what it is about Michael being the true, I guess, true uh, evil on two legs, basically, or as Jeff somewhat alluded to earlier about the whole thorn thing because of that other patient. Why? OK. Yeah. So can we, we need to talk about this. We need to talk about how this um, mental mentally ill patient had the thorn symbol above his eye from the thorn trilogy and i'm like are they trying to i guess fix i'm not even fix but just add that into what they're doing now because that whole thorn trilogy thing is really upsetting me (laughs) (laughs) using it's confusing because for various reasons and i think it was because of a thing of Directors were just passing it off and say, you fix it. Okay, you fix it in five or you fix it in six or whatever. So that whole Thorn thing is true. But it was just interesting that he had that symbol on his eye. And it was just like, I, maybe it was just an Easter egg. If you know, you know. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. What if what if Loomis pulls up in, in uh, Halloween Eve's and he's the man in black? Y'all are really trying to make curse work here. <laughs> I mean, they're trying to fix certain things. Well, yeah, I, I just found it interesting that he had it. I was just like, what? Okay, because I didn't notice it first viewing. I noticed it on the second viewing. So, I mean, it could be nothing. Yeah, yeah, it could be nothing, but I mean, that man was in the fight for his life in some way, somehow, even though he was scooting along, he... He was eluding this this crazy mob in that hospital, so gotta give him credit. And he and he had a concussion because he crashed the damn BMW. So mm-hmm. he, bad, but he won't move. He won't gonna stop. <laughs> exactly. So and then they forced this man to do a damn Jeff Hardy at the damn hospital. But um, yeah, that that whole thing with I hope I really do hope they explain more about whatever that was with Karen in the window 
And then, too, when Michael is looking out the window and then cutting to Lori at the hospital, it's almost like they were looking at each other. And it's like, okay. Because. You ready? Yeah, for round three. Yeah. Yeah, last, last round. But, okay, so I'm going to put this out there. And maybe we can revisit this when Halloween ends come out. What if. Just what if it's going to turn out that they really are brother and sister? Uh, I don't they think weren't. they will play. I, I don't think they'll play that game again. I don't think they will, but I'm, I don't know. That honestly just made me mad because I was like, if they've gone through all this trouble to remind us 80 times in the film that they're not related. To be like, we were just playing. <laughs> they still brother and sister. I would be upset. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, you got me thinking about that. I don't think I don't think I'm gonna do. I hope not. Please don't do that. And, and and the reason why I say that, go back to 2018 and when Mr. Podcasting Man, you know, is talking to talking to Lori, like, well. The whole thing about brother, and she she doesn't look at him when she says it. She's like, someone they just made that up, but that's not true. But she doesn't look at him when she says that they're not brother and sister. And she's kind of like, like, don't come at me about that. Oh, no, she like, was no, no, she was more about just get out of here. She didn't really want to talk about Michael. She did as little as possible just to get that bread. Get out. <laughs> I'll take my feet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But but the, with the way this one ends, like, okay, there's a deeper connection between these two than, you know, whatever. Like, what they're trying to say it is. I don't think it is. I think it's, I think it's just pure evil versus the symbol of not good, but, you know, the, you know, good versus evil because she was pure, you know, in the beginning, you know, and yeah. Michael was just evil. And I think that's the whole thing, good versus evil. And I think they just hyping that up. Because if they go back and say, oh, no, they really were brother and sister, you will have a lot of people just say, fuck you to this franchise. You that just, <laughs> I mean, and it ain't, you know, they're not going to mean it because they going to, some new come out, they'll watch it. But you're just going to have a lot of uproar about, oh, fuck this and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it's going to be a whole big mess. So I hope they wouldn't go through all that. If anything, what I think is, However, this ends and whatever reception they get, I think they're grooming the granddaughter to take over. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, they, they set that up at the end of uh, 2018 when, when the three of them is in the back of the truck and she has the bloody knife. It's like, you got yeah. the juice now, Allison. So, <laughs> I think that's yeah, right. No one questions that she knows how to use a shotgun. Right. She knew how to use that Grizzly Adams. I'm like, damn, she's rocking that job. Because, <laughs> well, first of all, why is Lonnie riding around with a with a trunk full of uh, am, you know, weapons and, and crap? That's that's the first thing. Why is like, Lonnie just riding around drinking <laughs> liquor out of a coffee mug? <laughs> this, <Yeah. laughs> this is Lonnie. <laughs> so, like I said, there's a lot more going on with him than, than anything. But yeah, she goes to the back of that truck and she looks around and is like, yeah, I'm going to take this. Like, what? Yeah, she knew. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah I got this. 
Okay. Wait, maybe she was secretly going to visit old uh, Grandma Lori. I'm thinking. I think she was. I think they. I think they established that. Yeah, yeah, I thought for sure like, they said it. it yeah, yeah, you remember? Um, in twenty eight. The uh, 2018 when she had uh, popped up, they were like at school or at a football game talking, and she's like, "Yeah, mom." They had basically they were seeing each other behind her mother's back. So her grandma might have been training her to steal too, but you know, in front of her mom, she's like, "Oh no, you know, invite grandma to my party and all that stupid stuff, playing it all." Yeah, because yeah. e- even when when she getting interviewed by the cop, she's like. You know, even as a child, I was told not to speak of Michael Myers and everything like that. It's like, hmm, why would you even know who Michael Myers is when you was a child? Because I'm pretty sure Lori told Karen, you know, oh, well, Karen, I should say, was probably be like, I'm going to protect my daughter from this. She doesn't even know anything about this. Yeah. Remember, she would have them outbursts, and she was like, oh, that's why I don't invite her. She's always does this. So I guess when she was little, she may have an outburst or sneak and try to talk to her, and then Karen or catch him, like, chill out. Stop telling my daughter this nonsense. Mm-hmm. So that's how, that's how the you know, relationship, that's how they got, you know, distant from each other. Yeah. And I'm still mad that Karen was, was rocking the damn Christmas sweater, sweater doing, doing <laughs> Halloween, but... <laughs> that's, that's I'm bad that Karen was acting like a Karen. Oh my god, you get your bloody clothes here. I was, like, I was just like, oh my god, why is she acting like that? They need to be somebody here. Where's security? I was like, oh, she sounds like a Karen. I was happening right now. But okay, but we can end it with this. Karen, okay, they have to establish something. Karen is the one in both movies that traps Michael. Nobody else. Is Karen, mm-hmm. and I, I really want—I really want that explained. Like, why is she the one that traps? Because she's the one that traps him in 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 the basement in the first one, and she's the one who lures him to the you know to the to the jump spot where that got turned around on them. But still, she's the one who's able to lure Michael to these spots. Why is that? Because she will always get that one line in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's like not not Lori, not Allison, but Karen. She knew the right triggers. Just like your sister. I'm innocent. Just like her. What? Keep bringing up All my right. sister. All right. Yeah. Talk about my sister. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, that's that's all I got really. Um I want to thank you all for joining me and talking about Halloween Kills. Um, it's still on Peacock for anyone who wants to watch it. Like I say, I've watched it four times. Greg, I think you said you watched it five times. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, just go around real quick. Anyone has any final thoughts about the movie? Anything they feel they would want to see in Halloween Ends and Jeff, we'll start with you. Um, I think I like some closure with Michael and Lori. Like, I, I would want that closure no matter what happens. Because, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is getting up there. She's aging like fine wine. But still, like, yeah. 
yeah, let's just pass it along. Let's just pass it to somebody else, you know, somebody else to do it. And I just think that you're at a good point right now in the series where you got people super interested and people are kind of, you know, invested again. Because, you know, remember, it's been a long time since people have been invested. Halloween, you know, you got people who just love the franchise just because. But to have, I guess what you want to say, the casuals invested, I think that's a good sign. Um, so just closure in that. Do you want to go into a different story? That's fine, too. Um, I'm just so interested to see how how like just where they're going you know we know it's going to be you know four years later so just how things are going to be because i think i read recently they said oh and um everything that's happened with covid is going to play into the film too Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh they're gonna have people walking around with a mask on and getting checked for covid and stuff so i'm just i'm super interested to see how that plays because you know we haven't seen anything like that on tv or movies yet to play into you know how we living right now, where you got to, you know, maybe have to get a temperature check or whatever, however you get in your office or work and stuff like that. People checking in on their apps saying, oh, no, I haven't been around COVID. And it's going to be super interesting in the next couple of months and year to see how that stuff plays into, you know, Hollywood and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I just, like I said, I really enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed Halloween 2018. I just can't wait to see the third one because, like I said, I had to review Halloween 6. So I had to kind of watch 4 and <laughs> skip through 4 and 5. And I was just, I was angry. I'm not going to lie. I was just angry because I was just like, what is happening right now? And just going back and watching just the, I don't want to say not people caring, but just the, uh just sloppiness. Just like, ah, Somebody else will fix it. Just yeah. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. I don't know how long it's gonna be on up on uh, Peacock, but uh, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. All right, um, great. For me, I need two things in this sequel to happen. They don't have to be connected, but it's fine if it is. One, if Karen is dead. I need this film to open up with Lori and Allison at on Jamie's house. And that's where they sought refuge. Uh, and we finally can welcome Danielle <laughs> into the franchise. <laughs> no, Uncle John. I, I've, I've gone back and forth, but I only want Uncle John if he's still cutting his own hair. That's <laughs> <laughs> No, no, you stopped doing that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> he finally stopped. It's like, nah, buddy, we can't have you need movies with with no raggedy um, rooster cut or whatever the hell you got going on. Uh, um, Cheryl, what about you? Oh, I'll I'm have sorry. one more. Say more. Okay. I think that if Halloween '78 is about Lori, 2018 is about Lori. Uh, Halloween Two is a hospital. Halloween Kills is a hospital. Then. Halloween ends. Michael's mask needs to be a silver shamrock mask. Well, I mean, well, we got that Easter egg with the yeah with the three kid mask. So who so. were horrible people? Tiny yeah. little horrible people. Oh, well, that's but why anyway. the one kid got what he deserved. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's my two things. 
<laughs> okay, uh, Cher, what about you? Um, let's see. Like as we've talked about it, I realized I probably didn't hate the movie so much as I just hated Tommy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it another watch and try to ignore Tommy and see if I like it any better. But um, as far as what I want to see in the next one, I just. I definitely need to know what the deal is with the Karen situation. Like if that was real, then what does that mean for Lori and Allison and how is that going to play out for them in the next movie? And if it wasn't, then what is Karen's role going to be in the next one? And the other thing is just the thing I want from every movie, which is a fast franchise crossover. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, I mean, this franchise is about, family so well i think you know what i was talking to somebody and i saw i saw somebody put it up on social media did they get it wrong a couple of years ago with jason and freddie it should have been jason versus michael no because one of them has to talk okay i mean you could have had people around them carrying the movie but you know as far as fighting and stuff they could have just did their thing but I get it. I get why they did Jason and Freddy. But it's just super interesting. Because I've seen there people, oh, I would have loved to see a Jason versus a Michael Myers movie because it's kind of like, can they can't be killed, barely. Who can kill them? Pinhead. So. Oh, well. Hey, uh, hey, hey, now. <laughs> so, I mean, that's... Uh, well, real quick about that. The fact that they did want to do... Uh, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. So you do Freddy. Excuse you do, me. They want to do yeah. what? They wanted to do Freddy versus Jason versus Ash from the Evil Dead movies. Oh, Ash wins all day, right? Doesn't he? Or is that just me just thinking? Oh, okay, never mind. Don't pay attention to me. I mean, he got he got the old sawed off shotgun. So <laughs> ass getting dropped off. <laughs> like, he, he's not going out like Tommy. So as soon as he said groovy baby, it's a wrap. <laughs> I mean, but you could look, you could do what? Uh Jason versus Michael versus Ash. And Ash do all the talking. So yeah, you could do that. But yeah. it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Bruce Campbell. I mean, they would have to get somebody else. So that is true. But um, but as for for me, um, with this whole thing, uh, going back to what you said, Jeff, about the whole if it is taking place in current day and they are going with the whole COVID thing, it's kind of a good thing they did uh, knock off Tommy here because yeah, he he would be pissed. Hey, <laughs> wear no damn mask, you know, no that crap. But mask, this is Haddonfield. We don't need a mask. <laughs> we, we, we we've been terrorizing. Up. We don't need, yeah. See, he was in this. So it's a good thing he was, he was, he, they was taken out. Um, yeah, uh, clearly, if I watched the movie four times, probably watch it. A, I might watch it one more time. Um, and everything. So clearly, I've enjoyed it. Um, and everything. And I am looking forward to Halloween ends because this movie does a great job of setting up the next one. And I guess that's why certain things were left out of this film. Um, makes me wonder. Karen is, if Karen is dead, maybe that opens it up for Lindsay to have 
more of a role. That's why she was not killed off because she's the only one of the OG members who came back that was not killed. And I think they did it on purpose because if you notice, it seemed to be that her character, there was a scene cut from with her character. For sure. Because how does she go from running and just find hiding over by the tree but then when she's found she's all bloody and like she's been beat up or something it's like okay did, did they, they, they clearly they changed something and there's a reason why her character survived so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm I want to know like if she's going to play a bigger role in Halloween ends if Karen is not back and someone has to live and tell the story that's what Julian I mean that's why he survived you telling the story? Mm-hmm. Talking about uh, what's the name being his favorite babysitter and, and everything. And, Lord. and said the hell with Dave, you know, because <laughs> let Dave go first, right? Um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see how this trilogy ends and could this be the end of finally the end of Lori's story and maybe the beginning of Allison you know, taking over and having to battle Michael. We, I guess we have to wait and see how that plays out. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, again, thank you all for coming on and talking Halloween Kills and everyone who's listened. If you have any, you know, thoughts, theories or whatever, you know, can hit us up on, on the Twitters because, I mean, all of our ads will be in the show notes. Don't come with no nonsense. But because uh, because we're not the Haddonfield mob, so uh, so don't come with any nonsense. But if you have any like serious, you know, inquiries or whatnot, you know, hit us up. Let us know what you guys think about it and and everything. And this is actually closing out the Halloween takeover month on Movie Talk um, and everything. So this has been an interesting month. I'm probably going to go back and listen to all of these episodes from Halloween um, and everything just to see how it runs. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And be back in November. Peace.